an outsider's perspective. That's what the combined campaign, Stewardship and Feeding the Flame, asked me to bring to today's service. So what is the first impression that grabs the attention of newcomers as I was not long ago? What did I see when I arrived here? Turning off of 10th Street, whoa-ho, what an impressive sight. The trees, the quality of landscaping, and that beautiful building. The word style grabbed my mind, then high quality. As someone who is visually motivated, this stately edifice on the top of the hill was breathtaking. Yes, I had seen it on the web, but that was nothing like seeing it in person. It was nice to be able to drive right up to the door for unloading my heavy book boxes. Administrator Chris carried them in. I appreciated the elevator, not just for carting my stuff, but because it was clearly a recognition of the importance of physical accessibility. And I loved the high ceiling and contemporary design of the entryway and the upper floor. The classy look said to me that you really cared and weren't afraid to go the extra mile. The message was this. We care about our church, the nuts and bolts, and the people. Entering the foyer, I was directed to the history wall to the right. Cool. Even though my picture was up there and I didn't like how it looked, the rest of it was cool. (laughs) Then I saw a host of photos on the kiosk, photos of smiling faces, children, youth, adults, truly intergenerational. When I saw the table with half a dozen clipboards spread out for sign-ups, plus more sign-up opportunities on one of the posts, I knew this was a happening place, and you know how special that is. Next was a peek into the commons. I liked the high windows and was thrilled to see a booth for audiovisual projection, and of course the quilt caught my eye too. The chairs were functional and comfortable. Again, people's people care about their space, inside and out. Granted, there were areas that looked a bit worn, but that's to be expected in a busy place. Finding the kitchen, I liked how well-labeled everything was. And since I've been here a while, I've wondered if it's not too small for the amount of use it gets given all the very welcome food activities that provide important connection opportunities. I'm sure it's not feasible to expand the kitchen now. I mention it just as a reminder that you are a growing church, as you know even better than I. And that can mean constant vigilance to regularly assess what's working well, as well as what needs help. No rocket science needed, just observation, planning, and a lot of patience. A thriving, growing church is always morphing. To get fixed into one place, one mode, one practice, 
is to lose momentum. And I'm sure that this congregation does not want that. So what else did I see in my first couple of months? I saw activity, talent, excitement, potential, exploration, resolve. It's all over the place. Yes, there are areas that need shoring up or reimagined, and that will always be the case in a dynamic organization. Flow with it and bring your gifts when you can. Like you, I'm aware of the need to make information more accessible, and thankfully I've seen in the meantime a number of significant developments in that area. Hang in there and offer your help when you can. Now, my favorite room here is number four, my office. It's functional and comfortable with two big windows that bring in the grandeur of the trees into my room. When I arrived, I set about removing the things that didn't need to be there and finding a nice place for the things that would stay. And my thanks to the archives folks and the building and grounds people for your help. And Mark Gernsbeck and wife Denise were especially helpful in covering up a wound in the ceiling so it wouldn't catch my eye every time I came in. My thanks for that. You know, like many people who try out a new church, we come to give. After all, aren't we trying to make our part of the world a better place? We expect to contribute in various ways, and we want to. And I understand that for most liberal churches, it's not about being fed. It's about sharing our talent and growing our soul so that we can serve our mission. We come with the ethic of, how can I help? I close by thanking all of you for what you give to make people's church stronger so it can continue to carry on the work of social justice, which is so important here. And I especially lift up the tireless and important work of the combined campaign and your amazing board of trustees who have intentionally doubled the number of their meetings during this time of transition in addition to other critical issues they are boldly addressing. I honor also the shoulders of those who carry the critical work that serves your youth and children. The nominating committee, too, has been working diligently and effectively to continue to bring new leaders to work with seasoned stages, sages, maybe in stages, I treasure also the enormous load the transition team carries. Their work is of a quality that I have not seen in any other church. Treasure those gifts. And one more thing. It's inspiring to see how people's people recognize the importance of welcoming newcomers and helping them come to feel part of this group. This genuine welcome is one of the most meaningful ways to serve the vision and mission of People's Church. 
A friendly acknowledgement of someone's presence is often what matters most. It's not whether the music this week aligns with your taste or whether something in the sermon rings a bell. I believe that graciousness and the spirit of generosity, giving it and receiving it, may be at the top of the list for what makes people of all kinds feel accepted in this community of seekers. May you continue to drink in the joy of connecting with others. That, my friends, is the heart of it. Good morning again. I'm Alan Hunt, your treasurer uh, these past eight years. (laughs) And I want to start with a look backwards. Coming up to three years ago, we had a dream at People's Church. It was an audacious dream. Pam has described some of it, and you see it every Sunday at least. We dreamed of a large addition to our humble church with classrooms, meeting rooms, offices, a new accessible entrance with an elevator, and an attractive drive-up ground-level entry. And we did it. We also had a plan to pay for our dream. We called it Feeding Our Flame. Most of you remember, judging by the hands that were raised earlier, and we had hoped to raise half the cost of our addition and to pay that off over three years. And we did that. We understood that we would still owe a lot of money at the end of three years, roughly $700,000 to be exact. And we understood that the Board of Trustees was not willing to make a commitment about how we would handle that three years hence. So today we are at an important decision point. We still owe $700,000. Now we have this magnificent structure to admire and to weigh against the cost. But it's hard at this point to say, okay, we have to do it again. We have some choices about how we handle the balance. And the board has retained Jeff Susser again of Praxis Nonprofit Strategies, who we'll talk to you in a moment, um, to guide us in our decision making. And Deb Wickman and I, who have agreed to serve as co-chairs of our combined campaign this year. First slide, please. Looking back again at the budget hearing just last week, we talked about a new proposal for almost a 9% increase in our annual budget for next year, beginning July 1st. Of the total $32,000-plus of increase in that budget, 14000 of it is for interest on our debt. This year, the year we're in right now, our total interest cost for People's Church is approximately $42,000. We split this amount between the annual budget, 21000 and charges to feeding our flame proceeds, another 21000 this year, um, to try and 
lessen the impact on our programs here at People's Church. The important thing about that is it illustrates how the Feeding Our Flame Fund and the annual fund are connected. In a sense, it's the classic pay me now or pay me later, and I'm going to say more about that. We have the option, at least for a short term, to continue to pay interest only, which is what we are doing now, with the exception of the chunks that go out as money comes in from feeding our flame. In another year, roughly year and a half, we will have to start paying on our principal. At that point, the monthly burden will approximately double. Obviously, that depends on interest rates and other arrangements. But So the next slide shows my projections for the future based upon that eight years of experience and particularly the last three years of direct experience with this, with this burden. So we have the option, uh, as shown up above on the first line, of continuing to pay interest only for the next year at the rate of approximately $3,000 per month. At the end of another year, we'll still owe the $700,000. When we begin to refinance and paying back the principal, our monthly charges will roughly rise to $5,000 to $6,000 per month. That would be to amortize the loan over 15 years. Now, there may be some refinements on that and other options at that point, but it's going to be a big, a big hit. And if you follow this out over 15 years, during which we would pay back the principal, we will pay between $300,000 and $400,000 in interest, in addition to repaying the $700,000 that we still owe. So the alternative is to do it again, to conduct a new three-year debt reduction campaign to reduce that debt before we have to take it on as a long-term commitment. If we do as well as we did last time in the last three years, we could be debt-free in three more years. We would have paid it all off. If we do half as well as we did last time, we will still cut the interest cost when we go to that amortized basis by nearly 50%. So... We are asking church members and friends to consider another three-year fundraising campaign. It will be conducted in parallel with our annual fund drive, just as we did in 2011. If you weren't here in 2011, talk to someone, someone who raised their hand earlier and see how that went. This will mean that we all sign up again for three more years of double pledges a pledge to the annual fund, which always comes first because that's what makes our program, makes our church run day to day, and another pledge for a three-year capital campaign. It will obviously take the commitment of every one of us, as it did last time. We had 171 contributors defeating our flame over the three years, and we're going to need every one of you again. On the personal side, I believe it's confident for me to say that that three-year pledge for the 171 of you was probably the largest donation that you ever made. It certainly was for us. But every time I come into this building, 
As Pam so eloquently described, I am so thankful for the dream that we had. It makes me proud, as you can tell, (laughs) to be a member of People's Church and glad for the commitment that we made. Now let me turn you over to Jeff Susser, and he'll give you a professional version of what I just said. Thanks, Alan. Um, Alan's made my job pretty easy. Uh, My job is to help remind us why this is important to do now. People's Church took a courageous, transformational step forward in 2011 with a now-completed building project. And when we undertook that project, the message that resonated most with me was that this was too big for any of us, at least alone. However, if people's people stood together, shoulder to shoulder, young and old, regardless of resources, each doing their part, together we can do incredible things, and we did. We exceeded our expectations. We hoped that we might be able to raise somewhere in the neighborhood of $600,000, and we surprised ourselves at the generosity and commitment we saw from each other and the things that were possible through that. What I saw over the past three years is exactly that, people reaching to the edge of their comfort to support a place that's central to them, to their children and their grandchildren, to their values, and to their community. And if there's one thing that stands out to me in looking at um, and working with the people of People's Church, is that this is beyond a congregation. This is a unique, important voice in the Kalamazoo community. This may be your church. This may be the place where you experience fellowship and grow in your spirituality, but it's also a place where we stand for justice and we stand for values and we light a flame every Sunday to hold forward those values we share with each other. Um, one of the things, as Alan said, when we did the campaign um, three years ago, we had a group of volunteers who gathered together to reach out to, to the members of the congregation to encourage them to join us in support. And as that group sat over pizza, getting ready to make phone calls, just in conversation, spontaneously, that's the message we started hearing from each other is, as I spent the last couple months thinking about this and this next step, it's reminded me how, port, how important this place is and how I need to align my resources and what I can do with the place that is of value to me. And so many people at this church stepped forward, like Alan mentioned, and made a first gift beyond anything they'd ever done before to the place that's so central to their lives. And as we prepare to end feeding our flame this June and complete our pledges, we were faced with that question of what to do next. We knew that we had undertaken a project that was beyond what was within our means to pay for in just three years, and we made an intentional choice to limit our borrowing, borrowing to half of that project so that we would be in a position, as Ellen said, to have a choice. Do we build this into our budget and stretch our budget to make this possible without sacrifices? Or do we do this one more time and pay this back well ahead of schedule, saving ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process? 
in talking with members of the board and other leaders here at the church, we determined that even in this moment of change and uncertainty, it was still worth considering whether a second campaign made sense. And there are some things that led us to that point. The first was interest savings. We know we're going to pay our loan back. And the only question is when we do it and how much it's going to cost us to do that. And even just reducing our outstanding principal by half costs the, reduces the cost of the loan by $150,000 or more over what it would cost us otherwise. And doing so now, we can take advantage of historically low interest rates, that as our rates change, the cost of that loan increases, and let's take advantage of this moment where it costs as little as it could possibly cost us. The second thing that factored into our thinking was the next opportunity. If we don't do this now, when might we do something like this so that we're not on a 15-year path to finish this work, but do it much faster than that. And our feeling was that the next chance we could even talk about this was 2016 or later, because we're in transition. And if we invite a new settled minister, we, we owe it to them to give a chance to know our community and establish their work before they, we ask them to help us tackle something like this. And in the meantime, we'd be paying over $100,000 in interest, and living with budgets that are stretched thin to accommodate our obligations. And I think the final thing that factored us into, we factored into deciding that we should at least ask the question, was that this is ours. This is a church made up of its members, not owned by its minister. And while the transition, the transition we're in is important, it doesn't change the priorities we live out together. And finishing the work we began frees us to take on further bold plans with one another. And so we turned to the congregation and asked, does this make sense? And, what, and the uh, feedback reinforced that this seemed like the right thing to do. We spent most of our time in January and February trying to listen to the congregation. We heard from over 100 people through surveys and interviews. And the feedback led the board to unanimously approve this combined campaign that we're in the midst of starting today. What we heard was that the building project met and exceeded people's expectations. It did more than just add, needed, add the needed RE space that was part of our urgency and improve our accessibility. It's transformed the aesthetics of this building, both inside and out, and created spaces that promote fellowship and support the busy work of our church. We asked whether a second campaign was something people would be supportive of, and 85% of people said they were open to this as part of our spring campaign, that this is something that they'd like to see us do. Knowing this unique moment in our history, I asked, this moment, the fact that we have an interim minister and not a settled minister, should that change our thinking? Should that be something that, that makes us rethink when and how we do this? And again and again, what I heard from people was, this is not the minister's work, whether settled or interim. This is the work of the congregation, and it shouldn't be impeded um, in the midst of any leadership transition. This is ours to own. And finally, we asked, would you be willing to um, support this personally through your own gifts? And over 80% of people said this is something they'd be willing to do. Over half of that group said they would sustain a gift at least as large, if not larger, than what they did in the first campaign. 
And of the 60 households we heard from, people offered over $300,000 in support for our campaign. And it gave us confidence that if we were to move forward, we would be able to at least cut our, our balance on our loan in half. To fully repay our loan, to be completely debt-free in three years, we need a second campaign that raised as much money as the first did. And that's hard to do. This was the first project of this scope People's Church had taken on in 30 years. And some of the most generous pledges to the campaign were gifts of assets accumulated over, accumulated over many years. And some of those gifts just can't come a second time because they were the gifts of many years. But it's important to remember that this is an extension of our original building project and is every bit as important as it was three years ago. And we even have a couple of advantages that we didn't have then. We no longer need to imagine what will be possible in our new building. We've seen the reality. We've lived the reality of how we've transformed our space together. And we've also answered the question of whether this is possible for our church. We've proved to one another, we've proved to one another that we're, what, of what we're capable of doing. So our expectation is to reduce the loan balance by more than half, and our hope is that we put ourselves on a path to possibly fully retire the debt in three, four, five years. Okay? If you made a gift to the first campaign, we hope you renew your commitment this spring with a new pledge. If you're new to People's Church... We hope you'll consider joining us in this journey. And if your financial circumstances have improved over the last three years, we hope hope you might consider growing your support to help us reach our goals as soon as possible and minimize the cost of our project. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm Deb Wickman, and as Alan said, I'm co-chair of the um, Feeding Our Flame Commitment Campaign. And um, you've heard the facts, you've heard the figures, you've heard the rationale. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what's next in this path. Um, It is somewhat similar to what we've done before, um, but not quite the same, and some of you have never been around for it, so I'm just going to go over a little bit. Um, Here's the next steps. Um, First of all, we're going to be offering a series of small group opportunities or cottage conversations, um, as we're calling them. There will be 10 of these events um, held between March 29th and April 21st. And the purpose of these um, conversations is threefold. Um, First of all, and most most important, is to just have conversation and fellowship with each other. Um, to just simply enjoy the gift of each other's um, company. There will be no pitch. There will be no agenda. There is no program. We just want to be together and to enjoy each other. Um, Secondly, there will be um, opportunity to ask questions and get information about the budget, about the whole process, about what's going on. And there will be people from the board, transition team, or um, steering committee from the campaign that will be there and available to ask you your questions. Um, but they're just there to take questions. They're not going not gonna to pitch you. And um, thirdly, um, you've probably noticed we have a lot going on in this church. This has been a huge year. 
it's been an eventful year. And this will also, um, uh, we want to give you the opportunity to talk to each other about things that have nothing to do with finances or budgets or money, but just to process and give us our, a chance to um, collect our collective breath about what's been happening. We're about to embark on a search for a new settled minister, and um, maybe we have some feelings to share about that, and we just want to give you an opportunity to do that. So... Um, we are asking you, we are inviting you to attend a meeting. It's not a meeting, excuse me, a conversation. Um, but, but they're not, they're not mandated, of course, they're not required. Um, you should have, everyone has a little green sign-up um, sheet on your chair. Um, if you could fill that out today, there'll be people at the um, doors taking these as we leave today. Um, if you can't, please call the church as soon as you can, or you can sign up on SurveyMonkey to a time that works for you. As you notice, there are three starred meetings on here, which are family-friendly. Um, if you would, uh, so those are particularly uh, maybe um, people who have children would like to attend those. There are different arrangements for the child care, so please check with the church or your host um, about what the particular arrangements are. Um, in a few minutes during the offering, if you need a pencil, there'll be uh, ushers can give you a pencil to fill the form out, and we encourage you to please um, to sign up for one. Um, anyway, so other things that are happening besides the cottage conversations, um, pledge packets will be mailed on April 9th, and in that packet there will be a lot of information. Um, there'll be a two-sided form. One will have a space to fill out your pledge for the annual budget and the other will for the capital campaign. Um, and there'll be other information in there. Within a few, within a week or so after you get your pledge packet, there will be ambassadors from the steering committee calling you just to provide um, any information or answer any questions that you have to make sure you got your packet. They will not be asking you to, uh, to make a pledge on the phone or to disclose any financial information. They're the, just there. They're just calling to make sure you understand and have everything you need to make the decision that's best for you and your family. Um, and then last of all, uh, we are asking you to, you know, carefully think about your pledge, what you can do, what this new space means for you, what the work of this church means for you, and to return it on or before Commitment Sunday on April 27th. Um, on a personal note, I would like to say when I first heard we were going to do this, I thought, you got to be kidding. How can we do this again? And that was my honest reaction. But I looked at the numbers, and I looked, I walk into this space every week, and I see all the programs that are going on here all the time. And I realized, you know, to keep paying and paying and paying on this wonderful building for years and years when maybe we can do it sooner and free up resources to do the real mission of this church, I thought, how can we not do it? So, I mean, I know that Tim and I are already trying to figure out how can we stretch this a little bit? How can we do a little more than we thought we could? Because it means so much to us. So I really, um, I encourage you to do the same, to think carefully about what people's means to you and um, what you can do for peoples. So please, uh, try to attend a cottage conversation. Watch for your pledge packet in the mail. Be willing to talk to your ambassador and um, return your pledge your, by the 27th um, so that we can continue to do the work of People's Church.
Thank you.